Welcome back to another episode of the Quack Report, Ducks fans. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Um, Nate, how's it going today? Well, before we got on here, we were dying of fucking laughter thanks to we Twitter. Were, we were having a good time, yeah. Oh, man. Just before we before we get into that, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, if you're a fan of more than one team, like if you're a Ducks fan plus something else, you can't listen to this episode. Because that, that, apparently that's not allowed. Yeah, not allowed, yeah. apparently. True, uh, and, only yeah. true veteran Ducks fans are allowed <laughs> to listen to this. So that's, uh, that's all from me. Uh, because I am not a true veteran Ducks fan, apparently. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, apparently, I'm not either. Carter's gone, so uh, I guess we'll yeah we'll catch you guys later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no! Wait, how do we do this? Oh, there. Oh, oh shit! We both. Uh, I'm the producer on this <laughs> shit. Leave it alone. <laughs> I just like to feel involved. <laughs> you run the show, dude. <laughs> the wheel is in your hands most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, though, yeah, basically, we were laughing because there is, you know, you, if you're on Duck's Twitter, unfortunately, you probably know who this guy is, too. No, I wouldn't even now, say unfortunately. Dude, this is this is it, one like, of the greatest things it, to happen all week. It's unfortunate because everything is just negative from this guy's account, but it's fortunate because. Everything he says, like how I was describing it earlier, was there's some people that you purely follow just to see the stupid shit that they say. <laughs> and this is one of those guys, honestly. I don't suggest following him because I, it's kind like obviously followers aren't everything, but it's kind of funny to see him still like below 20, I think it is. Mm hmm. But he just like he gets up in everybody's shit. He's even gotten up in ours on the on the like on the Quack Report account. It's kind of funny actually. Yeah. Just, but also, sorry, I, I keep interrupting you. But we, uh, we just from both of us at the Quack Report, we don't condone bullying. Condone bullying. Jesus, that should not have been hard to say. <laughs> like, we don't like. No. There, there's no place for bullying in this world. But some people exceptions can be made. There's an exception to everyone. There's a difference between <laughs> bullying, I think, and putting somebody in their place. And yeah, what we were I, laughing yeah. about was somebody getting put in their place. It was a bully getting put in their place. Yeah. Kind of going off about, you know, oh, you're not a you're not a real fan, whether it's the Ducks or any other team. Mm -hmm. You're not a real fan of them unless you're you only cheer for that team. Right. And I even put a thing and like he was you know, this guy was going off about like original content as well. And I don't even know. But so then I was just laughing and I put a comment myself of like, huh, covers the ducks, puts out content, but is a fan of two teams. Guess I'm not a real hockey fan then. Fuck me. Right. Yeah. I'm only I'm only actually making money off of this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, come on. But oh, man, the fucking comments to it. Like, Yeah. Again, I'll I'll stress, I'll stress that there's there's no place for bullying, but there's definitely a place for putting somebody in their place. Yeah, right? yeah. So, there's it, it's drastically different. So. Yeah. So, and this was a great example of somebody getting put in their place. And thank you for the laughs. I was literally choking on my spit because of <laughs> laughter. And. God, it was so funny. And like I'm I'm still seeing replies like go in and stuff like that here. So like mm -hmm. it's what what did we say it was at? Like there was on yeah, like 
the dude's, the dude's getting ratioed like hardcore. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So like, yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I guess to spin it into more of a positive outcome, I guess, from this is we can see the Ducks Twitter community come together to like bash this guy and kind of just like, yeah. I don't know, I guess stand up for Ducks fans and hockey fans, like, they, which actually, is nice that there isn't so yeah. many other guys that think this way. Like it's, it seems like you said, he's getting ratioed hard. Like I haven't seen one person in like tweet anything in support of this guy. No. Um, and basically it actually looks like the guy that, or like the, the girl, sorry, that he was, uh, that he was bashing for this and mm-hmm. whatnot kind of thing. Um, actually has a history with the Ducks organization, which makes this even more funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, it's somebody else just talking about, again, followers aren't everything, but they're talking about his followers. Like, Oh, is he still sitting at this? And, mm-hmm. um, and then somebody tagged us saying that we jumped ship. Yeah. I didn't realize I was still following him actually with the crack, with the crack report Twitter. So that was a, pretty quick yeah now nah, we're done with this so <laughs> yeah um i'm just kind of laughing at all of this though so yeah and there's been but, some good replies in there too so. oh yeah there have been it's, some uh, hilarious replies like if especially like you know especially Carter, i love mm-hmm. chirps yeah like and there have been some good ones in there <laughs> like th- that was the stuff that was just like you know making me choke on my own spit from laughter and stuff like that it was funny yeah um, but yeah, basically, don't be a gatekeeping asshole. That's really what it comes who, down to. Yeah, yeah, who are trying to get into the sport or are already in the sport, right? Mm-hmm. And do actually know what they're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't be a gatekeeping dude. Like, don't don't be a gatekeeper. Like, there's no place for that. Like, the whole yeah. point is to try as much as hockey is big it's not big compared to um you know soccer football uh or or basketball kind of thing right like yeah it's it's the smallest sport in north america out of the big four like Like and it's not even close yeah like the nhl as not great as it is is trying to grow the sport itself right Mm -hmm. you have the growth of women's hockey as well with the pwh i believe is what it's called now no, yeah. PWF, sorry. Uh, professional. Oh, no. So, remind Premier me Women's to. Federation? Oh, my God. Why am I forgetting this new name? My my apologies. Um, but it was the NWHL. Yeah. Um, crap. What's it called now? But, yeah, you have, like, the growth um, from there. PWF? No. PHF. Yeah, the PHF. Sorry. The Premier Hockey Federation. Yeah, that's the, that's the Women's League. Um, which I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of that this season. I'm kind of bummed out. But, um. Uh, but yeah, go Toronto Six because we're from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like we're, we're we're trying to grow the sport here, and people like you, Twitter account that everybody's you know putting in their place, mm-hmm. are the reason that the sport doesn't grow. Are you're you're part of the reason that it doesn't grow? You know, besides like the it like besides the costs or that kind of thing, yeah. right? You are part of the reason that it doesn't grow. Shut the hell up and let people enjoy something. Like, mm-hmm. like, what does it matter to you that for, for myself, I'll use myself as an example. What does it matter to you that I'm a Ducks and a Flames fan? What does it matter? 
Yeah, I still I, I don't like even the understand. team just as like I still mm-hmm. I still like the team. I follow it right. Like like doing this show honestly maybe become a fan. Like I have uh, like Ducks jerseys. The amount of those that I have now is second in like the entire collection that I have of jerseys. And um, mm-hmm. first is obviously the Flames being a fan of that for the longest. But like yeah, and yeah, like I like I get Ducks merch and stuff like that. Like. Mm-hmm. But and again, merch doesn't necessarily mean you're a fan either. I got a couple things of Vegas, and that was more because of Marc Andre Fleury. That's fine. Yeah. Um, just yeah, just let people enjoy shit. Yeah, I, I don't like. Come on, <laughs> there's just some people that just have to drag others into their misery. I feel like, yeah. and this is one of those guys. A hundred percent. Yeah. But everybody just laughs at it at the attempt because it's yeah. ridiculous. Because it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Honestly, the dude even said himself like the the Ducks have one of the smallest fan bases. So why are you trying to keep fr- it in small? The league. Yeah, why? exactly. <laughs> why don't you want it to grow bigger? Is- like why don't you want it to be in California specifically? Let's go with that. Why don't you want it to be bigger than the Sharks? Why don't you want it to be bigger than the yeah. Kings? You want to go a little bit more north. Why don't you want it to be bigger than the Seattle Kraken, right? Who like have just joined the league and probably have yeah. a bigger fan base already than the mm-hmm. Anaheim Ducks. Why don't you want the fan base to grow? Why don't you just want fandom of hockey to grow? Right? Yeah, it makes like, zero sense. Like, zero the logic is just not there at all. No, not at all. I just, yeah. So. Anyways, um, to shift gears here, uh, do you have anything else you need to get out? <laughs> we'll just get it out of the way early if you need to. Uh, Are you okay? I think I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing all right. So okay. I'm, okay, good. I'm doing my best to manage my mental health with school. Nice. We were talking about that before as well. Yeah, which um, is good. Most of my classes are pretty good. I have one class that's kind of kicking my ass, but it's, yeah, it's one of those where it's just like, okay, you know what? It's okay to take a little bit of a step back, I guess. I still mm-hmm. try to go for Kirk grades, obviously, but um, yeah, besides that, though, everything's been sweet. So I get to go see yeah. Marc Andre Fleury on that's Tuesday right. for the Calgary Flames. So, yeah, you know, again, big Fleury fanboy here, not going to lie. Um, going to see if I can get an autograph or Which three. Would be sick. By chance, um, if not, though, I'll just enjoy watching my favorite goaltender live again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, because the first time I got to see him play live actually was 2017 when I went to Vegas during their inaugural season. That was the first time I ever got to see him play live. So this will only be the third mm-hmm. time I get to see him. So just because you know when he was in Pittsburgh, that was kind of during the time where you didn't have the the NHL didn't have that kind of scheduling mandate that you played every team at home and away at least once. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So like I didn't get to see him for the longest time in person and stuff like that. So when I went to Vegas, obviously I was just drinking that in, right. And watching him and stuff like that. But uh, no, I think it should be an interesting game though, to, to go see as well. Right. Chicago's yeah. been doing uh, pretty well, as much as I recall, they've been doing decent. Well, decently well lately. Yeah. Um, after the definitely compared hot, to their, so. compared to their start, the, the Blackhawks have actually been pretty good. So yeah. So it should be it should be fun. So it should be a good day. Mm-hmm. So go up a little early, maybe try to do some Christmas shopping in the bigger city, I guess. Or oh yeah, whatever. But yeah. So, and how about you? How you been doing, bud? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I'm in the same boat as you when it comes to classes. Where I'm just like, I I, do need, I need to care just like that much less, you know? Yeah. Just because, like, obviously I mean, it's important, but it's like yeah. it's. It, it can't be where it's taking away from everything else kind of yeah. thing. Like literally like 
like we're recording this on Sunday, right? For our Monday episode. My day yesterday was spent watching a lecture for an asynchronous class and literally just doing homework assignments the entire day. On a that Saturday. was it. Yeah, for a Saturday. It's pretty the, late. The break, I'm just the break, say. Yeah, the break I took was to watch hockey, one hockey game. And then I went back mm-hmm. to it. Like it was basically from like 11.30 to like 11 at night. That was it. And that was yeah. honestly for 2% of a grade. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> for one class. It's, yeah. Like it's, not, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's at the point where I honestly might just say screw it, right? The test, because the test is open for this uh, course, write it tomorrow and just be like, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So hopefully this uh, this conversation can apply to a few of our listeners because I know yeah. th- there's a few of them that are um, in younger school like yeah, that. in school, yeah. whether it's high school or, um, or or college or university or, or yeah. whatever kind of education, just chill, just a little bit. Yeah. Take some, Obviously, take some your schooling is important, but you are importanter. <laughs> <laughs> and using a word like importanter is exactly why you should try hard. <laughs> Perfect example of a failed education system. There right you there. go. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was joking with that. Yeah, yeah, right? no, no, no. <laughs> I, <it was> not <laughs> I was just like ready for you to be like, "Wow, okay, I knew you were dumb, but I didn't know you were that dumb." Yeah, also, it's, it's but, obviously more important tourist. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Also, before we go into our ducks talk, because we do have a game to talk about here, uh, I'd like to issue a public apology to my parents for the joke I made last episode. <laughs> I did get a text from my dad with the, uh, I, I believe we were talking about Troy Terry at the time, um, yep. or Trevor Zegers. It was one of those two. It was Terry, and I made yeah. A, yeah, and I, and I made a joke along the lines of like, you know, if I had half the skill that they that that player had, uh, maybe my parents would love me. And then I followed it up with nine. They probably love me. I know my parents love me. <laughs> I just, I was laughing when that text came through in like my family group chat. I was like, oh no. So, but obviously grateful to my parents for actually listening to this. I could see why they wouldn't want to, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, love you guys. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the game here, uh, just because you brought up uh, women's hockey earlier, this reminded me of it. Uh, Shane from the Sens Hour podcast sent this in our um, THPN group chat that uh, the NHL uh, put in a few trademarks for the WNHL, which I'm assuming is Ooh. would be Women's National Hockey League. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless they're doing Western National Hockey League, but I don't know how much further west you can get than like Seattle and California and Vancouver. Japan. <laughs> but isn't that east? Yeah, I get Technically. Well, I don't know. We keep saying it's east, but it could be west. That's true. Right? I mean, because out the there they have... depends on which way you want to look at it. I, I mean, out in like Europe and Asia, their maps have Europe and Asia on the left and then North America and uh, South and America on the right. On the right. Yeah. yeah. So, so really they are like the west over there yeah i think that more stems from like you know like the search for the new like the search and finding of the new world which was north america and south america mm-hmm. um you know because they went west so i think that's where yeah. that that seems the logical place for that the like the west and east thing to stem from but yeah um yeah that would be interesting because the whole point like just recently was to try to become one league mm-hmm. um because there was another league that had, uh, you know, like Calgary and like a few other teams in it as well. Yeah. 
women's oh man the nhl really just needs to step in and help women's hockey honestly mm-hmm. like they have the resources to yeah. do it like quit saucing just one million dollars and saying oh yeah that's a great contribution for this year mm-hmm. actually do something but yeah. then again telling the nhl to actually do something for anything doesn't really work <laughs> no it doesn't happen <laughs> they don't yeah. really they're they're on okay we haven't gotten too deep into that, but there just needs to be a serious change in personnel and culture in the NHL yeah, from I, the top yeah, down. Absolutely, it really needs yeah. to change. Gary yeah. Bettman on it. Like I, I obviously I don't want anybody to lose their job or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's time for Gary Bettman to go. His time yeah. is so done. Like the like Gary Bettman became the, um, the commissioner of the NHL. I think a year or two before my uncle had his stint in the NHL. Yeah, in the mid nineties. That's been like thirty years, right? Like exactly. he's going on thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he has been a part of the three he's been the like yeah, he's been a part of the three lockouts that the NHL has had in its history. Mm-hmm. Ever since he's been the commissioner, right? So yeah. that's that's not to say he hasn't done a lot of good things for no, this. Sport, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's time for a new voice. That's yeah. all it is, really. So and that goes for Bill Daly as well. Goes for uh fear for the NHLPA. There needs to be somebody different there. Mm-hmm. Um mind you, like a lot of this does stem from the Colorado or not the Colorado, the Chicago stuff. Yeah. But just in general, we just need a new voice throughout, mm-hmm. I think. Because that they are so out of touch with honestly with the fans like you and I, I think. Right? Like oh, yeah. our age and younger they mm-hmm. don't know how to relate or make the sport appealing to us right yeah no you're so, right 100 yeah but yeah there just there just needs to be and i mean for other reasons as well but yeah mm-hmm. there there needs to be a new voice i think yeah so. for sure i yeah and i, I know it's going to be a long process like we're not going to see a change tomorrow but i hope just over the next few years um yeah things happen and and i think this trademarking of the wnhl is at least a step. Obviously, you know, yeah. corporations trademark shit all the time, just mm-hmm. randomly. They're like, this might be useful in 10, 15 years, and then it never gets used, but they, yeah, exactly. they still do it. So it runs out unless you renew it, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and you've got to do it before someone else snatches it up, of course, right? But yeah. I, I hope that this is in the right direction. Obviously, there's like, like you said, like throwing a million dollars at women's hockey. Like, yeah, it's helpful, but it's also kind of like, you know, you could do more. That's a fourth so, liner salary for a season. Like, yeah, exactly. Come on, you you, you yeah. have a lot more than that. Yeah, and you can do more with it. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that you know they're like there's a lot that they have to focus on in in their current league as well. So I, I get not being able to be like, okay, let's just build a women's league like now. Yeah, like there's franchises struggling, attendance across the league is low. The, yeah, they're still recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic. So mm-hmm. like I get that there's a lot of things that they probably have to do. Oh yeah. Now absolutely. for their and, league. And I'm not but, discounting that. Yeah. 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 But it's, I, I, I would like to see them slowly start to build the women's national hockey league too. Even if it starts small, even if it just starts with, okay, let's take what, what's in the, uh, the PHF. Is, uh, I right think is, is it like think six teams. Yeah. It's six teams. I think it's, uh, let me see if I can, who I can remember offhand Connecticut, Boston, Toronto, um, Buffalo has a team, don't they? Yeah, Buffalo, the Buttes, which that's a, no pun intended, beautiful name. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's two other. The, two Did you say Boston? Here. Yeah, I said Boston, the Pride, okay. who I believe are the most recent winners. 
Uh, here, let me just PHF. Yeah, let's see. Let's see who I'm missing here. The Boston Pride, Buffalo Buttes, Connecticut Whale. Uh, oh, right, the Metropolitan Riveteers, who they just put out an alternate jersey that looks beautiful, actually. Uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps, who also have mm. a great look, and the Toronto Six. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and that in the P the PHF was formerly the NWHL uh, just until this season, uh, from yeah. 2015 to 2021. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, like you could even start there with just acquiring that and then because mm-hmm. there's i mean that's how they did it with the nhl too and it seemed to work they started with their six teams and then they you know expanded a little bit added more teams eventually acquired the uh, wha um, yeah exactly and brought in all those teams so like they could start with that one and then slowly bring in some of the other women's leagues from just to you know build it up across i was gonna say the country but i guess continent really yeah so, yeah yeah you're, I, yeah you're totally right so so yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not saying they should do this starting tomorrow, but hopefully, they that would be uh, sweet. They though. recognize That'd that be nice. That there's going to be a ton of money in women's hockey. That oh yeah, they're hundred. They, they're hundred percent is like don't like don't get me wrong. Obviously, I love the NHL and like junior mm-hmm. hockey and stuff like that, right? But ha- have you been to a women's game before? Um, not like a high level one. I, I think the highest I, I would have went or, or like actually seen would have been. Um, just like university hockey, I've been to a couple games um, here in our city with our university. Yeah, back when they actually had a hockey team. But yeah, our university doesn't have a hockey team anymore. It's still weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess the yeah, I guess it would have been like the university team that I would have seen as well quite a few times. But um, I believe it was before the 2014 Olympics as well. Um, mm-hmm. The women's national team for Canada played. Uh, I believe it was the U16 AAA team um, from Medicine Hat and stuff like that as well. And honestly, women's hockey is just fun to watch. And like, I tried to watch games last year as well during, um, you know, like the at the time NWHL's kind of bubble tournament and stuff like that. It's fun hockey to watch. So, Mm -hmm. and, and I, it's not to, not to take away from, you know, the physicality of men's hockey or that sort of thing. But because you don't have, there, there is still physicality in women's hockey. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But there's not, you know, you're not you just can't to go body and check someone that. in the yeah, open exactly. ice, right? Yeah, exactly. But because of that, I feel like they have to be a little bit more skilled, even, right? So mm-hmm. you have that skill game coming out a little bit more. Um, that's not, yeah, that's not to say though that women can't hit or anything like that. There was one of those university oh, yeah. games I did. There was. Uh, yeah, there was one girl that just decided to lay out the other girl at mm-hmm. center ice. Perfect textbook, shoulder to chest body check, just mm-hmm. laid her out. But because you can't body check, it was a penalty. And like, mm-hmm. every, like everybody was just booing for it. They're like, come on, that was a great hit. Just let it off. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're not watching women's hockey, get on it, honestly. You can, yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's six teams. You can pick one, right? So. But, yeah. Or just or just enjoy the league. And, well, and why do you zone, have to pick right? one, Nate? Yeah, you don't have to. Are you gatekeeping? Like, Are you saying you're not a true women's hockey fan unless you pick oh, no, one you, team? You can be fan of all of them. But I'm just saying that, like, if you want to get like a little <laughs> bit more connected, right? Yeah, pick pick a team, right, and follow them. So, mm-hmm. or two, or two, or three, or four, yeah. or five, or all six. Just do it. Watch some women's yeah. hockey. It's good for you. So yeah, it's right. uh, 
Keeps you regular, right? Keeps you red. Never. What, what does that mean? <laughs> you said it's good for you. Yeah, it's it's good for you. It's good for yeah. your soul. Yeah. It's like never mind. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to explain <laughs> what keeping you regular means. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's I'm like, lost here. It, it's like fiber. Let's put it oh, that way. okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> it, it keeps you healthy. There you go. Yeah. Keeps you regular. What the fuck? <laughs> It's it's All what right. my mom says. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think well, now's a good time to get into some ducks <laughs> hockey. Don't don't. Yeah, you? let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. Before you start, do you want some uh, ASMR? Um, I feel like you're gonna do it anyways. So sure. Okay. Here you go. We got it. We just just a pop can. Just a oh, pop yes. can. You gonna drink that? You want me to slurp it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Hope everybody enjoyed that. Zero people enjoyed that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the ducks. The ducks. Let's the ducks. Let's get on track here. <laughs> We're, 20, got, uh, we're 26 minutes in and we haven't talked about the Ducks yet. <laughs> well, we kind of did. Not, did not that, specifically, but... Okay, I really a... want to see these pie charts now at the end of the year that you were talking about beforehand. Yeah, okay, we got to fill people in because I think that was off yeah. air, was it not? Yeah, yeah, it was off I, air. I really want to, after this semester is over and I have a couple weeks of free time, I really want to go back and listen to all of our episodes from season three so far and see how much of it is actually Ducks talk. Nate seems to think we hit about 30% in an episode. I think 30, 20% on a 30. I, there's no way we have episodes well, that it, are 50%. It, it depends talk. on the episode, but there, there have been. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe one. I, I think it's more like 15 to 20, like 20 on a good day, but we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see. So I'm very curious and I'm going to make pie charts because pie charts are cool. I should make that a Twitter poll as well. Of like, what percentage do you think we actually talk about ducks on the show? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do it. Yeah. I'll be also ask to... if pie charts are cool. Pie charts are cool. They just make me hungry. <laughs> That's true. What What do you think's cooler, pie charts or line charts? Pie charts. Really? It's more visually appealing. Fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ducks talk. <laughs> Oh, they uh, they had one game uh, since our last episode against the Hurricanes, a two one loss to the Canes. Unfortunately, breaking the Ducks' win streak at six. When they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. <laughs> it's heartbroken. <laughs> I forgot you had that as a sound. <laughs> Oh, well, throw in the towel. The season's done. We lost a game. Fuck it all. We're done, right? Yeah, exactly. Honestly, there was one or two comments that I did see that were like that. Everyone else was just like, sweet. That was a that was a great run. Let's do another one. I'm like, there you go. That's what we should do. Yeah. Uh, At least we still have the Troy Terry streak. That's a that's a good one. Yes, that is a good one. That is a good 16 games now. I like it. Yeah, I love it. I want some more of it. (laughs) I felt I felt like you were going there, so I'm glad that you did. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, with uh, with the lone goal in the game, which was a beautiful play by him and Henrique. Yeah, it was great. So that's just see, and that's again what we were talking about last year: drive to the fucking net, get somebody 
at the net. Enough of the outside stuff, and mm-hmm. it works. Woo! Yeah, funk it. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that Terry has consistent line mates too. Like yes. him and Getzlaff and Henrique. Like, well, really, it was Henrique and Terry on that play that had the beautiful chemistry. But yeah, you have yeah. to talk about the chemistry between Terry and Getzlaff as well. Like, oh yeah, 100%. you can tell that's that, where it started from, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Like th- this line staying together for. Uh, pretty much the whole season so far, I think. I can't I really think of a time. <laughs> yeah, like instead of putting the lines in a blender every couple games to see what works, like nothing's going to work. You're not going to have that chemistry unless you keep mm-hmm. them together for a long time. And thankfully, we've seen some consistent lines. I mean, as consistent as they can be with injuries and trying to get young guys into the game and rotating your bottom six and stuff like that. Like at least yeah. the top six has been consistent, which is really all you can ask. So mm-hmm. um, I- I'm very glad to see that because... Look at what it does. That was a beautiful play between Henrik and Terry, just to know where each other were. Like, oh yeah, it was yeah, it was great. And yeah, just Terry, just getting that. All it took was a poke to just get that past Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. That was great. So yeah, and, and really, all it took was a poke from Henrik to get that puck away from Anderson. Yeah, and as to get well. it back to uh, to get it back to Terry. Yeah, just yeah, great chemistry, honestly, coming mm-hmm. from that line. So yeah, like when I saw that that goal live i was like how the fuck did that go in and then when they showed kind of the reverse angle in slow motion you're like how did they make that many passes like passes shots whatever you want to call them but just to be able to get each other the puck on that play i was like mind blown how the how many times that puck actually you know kind of changed hands and then found the back of the net it it was so good troy terry's amazing i can't talk about this kid he's great he's great yeah he is great. Uh, there was something as well, just as we were talking about the lines that I remembered, I'm just trying to find the actual um, the article here, but it sounds like Ricard Raquel is back at practice, which that's okay. good. Yeah. Right? And it sounded like he was on the second line with Trevor Zegris and Sonny Milano. Okay. I like who's, that as a second Who's line. normally on that line? Um, well, it's been Zegris and Milano, and I think they've just been yeah. kind of rotating a couple different guys. I think Silverberg's been part of it at one mm-hmm. point, and yeah, they've just been trying different guys. But um, yeah, Raquel was working with those two guys a little bit earlier in the season before he got hurt, right? So, but uh, yeah. it sounds like he's it sounds like he's expected, I think, to come back this week. But nice. um, that'll be good. Yeah, considering that he's. Uh, yeah, he's practicing again and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, especially with Zegras and Milano, like you don't just throw Raquel up there if they're not going to play a game together soon. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm just seeing from this one article here from the OC uh, Register from uh, Elliot Tiford there mm-hmm. um, that uh, Eakin said he wasn't sure where he might slot Raquel, but uh, he's sound enough to play again. Um, Hopefully, we'll see him against yeah. Nashville then. Yeah, that would be great. So. Um, yeah, it says he formed a productive pairing with uh, Trevor Zegers, scoring four goals in eight games before he was hurt. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, we know that Milano and Zegers have just been lights out as well, right? Yeah. So that would be a beautiful one-two punch of those two lines. Yeah, absolutely. So There's a, there would be a lot of firepower on that second line. Like, yeah, absolutely. Look, like Milano on his own is is a pretty good shooter, but he's like the third best shooter on that line, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's deadly. Like, I don't know how you would really defend that because 
Segris and Milano can make beautiful passes. So like, and then you have to respect the shot from both Zegers and Raquel. And Raquel, yeah. So and Milano, real realistically, yeah. Like that's and so the same with that top line too. If Getzlaff wants to take a shot, he's got a pretty good chance normally. Yeah, um, but then you also have to respect the pass to Terry and Henry yeah. because you know he's going to find those seams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, that's man. Just the idea of those two lines like being the lines, that's pretty nice. And you can, yeah, like you said, you can rotate with third and fourth lines a bit and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, did it kind of feel a little bit bad for uh, Soferberg, though, being bumped down to the third line because of this great chemistry that's been being made? Yeah. Um, kind of it's hard to wonder. consider that the third line, though, really. Yeah, fair. But even just with that amount of ice time, as great as it is, I kind of wonder if he's going to be wanting something else. This is this is I have no yeah. basis for this. This is just me purely speculating based on lineups and time on ice. Yeah. Um. But it makes me wonder if he's going to want to go somewhere that he can play a little bit more or something like yeah. that. So we'll have to keep an eye there. Again, I have no basis for that. That's purely mm-hmm. speculation on my part. I have nothing to back yeah. that up. It's just a thought. So it it is important though. Like, do you need a a top six guy on in your bottom? six when he's kind of the odd man out like yeah. it's not that he's a bad player and he's still contributing to the team but yeah. just I, I would love for him to stay obviously so yeah but yeah just don't so know if he uh, wants more time right and yeah it's, it's kind of hard to break into that potentially top six right now so yeah like barring any injuries obviously which you you don't wish on yeah. anybody but um i'm trying to look here at time on ice per game um but it's not sorting. Oh, there we go. Um, where does Silverberg sit at time on ice? Am I blind? Where's I mean, yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, it wants me to unblock my ads. Sorry, this is awful. <laughs> no, no, we are um, not unblocking ads. What is this? Yeah, Silverberg's currently sitting at about 17 minutes time on ice per game. Um, the high, next highest, or no, the highest forward for context is Getzlaff, about 20 minutes time on ice per game. Um, yeah, Troy Terry's getting 17 and a half. So he's kind of up there, but he's he's not much further ahead than Zegras at 16.40 time on ice. Uh, Milano and Lundestrom, about 15 minutes. So like with Silverberg, I think... You kind of expect him to be up more with Raquel at 18 and a half, Henrique at 18 minutes, even yeah. uh, even Getzlaff at 20 minutes. Like He would probably want to be in that range, get a couple more minutes a game, but you're right. He does seem like that odd man out there. A little so. bit, yeah. But I don't know. It's It, it really depends on his personality. I, d- I don't. I, I don't know what he's thinking. Like, if he's like, you know yeah. what, I'm fine taking a backseat role if it means that this team is winning, or if he's like, no, I deserve to play more. Send me to a a, a team that can actually use me in the top six. Yeah, send which, me to a, or to a contender, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I'd be upset because I have a Silverberg jersey, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad if we got a good return on him and and Silverberg was happy. So yeah, exactly. So and again. One more time. That's just purely speculation yeah. on my part. There's nothing to back it up. Mm-hmm. Just was just an idea I had. So, yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I could see trade talks continuing with Raquel uh, as well. 
trying to yeah. send him to a contender, get a first round pick um, at the deadline for him. Uh, plus, and then Silverberg just slots into that second line because I, I think he's he would be capable of of moving up in the lineup, and I think he would find chemistry with Segris and Milano, no doubt. I just want to double check when, because this year's kind of all odd with the All Star yeah. break and the Olympics. They don't normally yeah. happen the same like in the same season. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see when the trade deadline is for this year. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, okay, March twenty first, and then taking a look at the NHL schedule because there's yeah, there's wow. like two and a half yeah. weeks that we will have no NHL content. Um, yeah. In, I think the season February ends there. like pretty much end of April, like that last yeah. last week of April. So that's about a month and a half to go. That seems normal. Trade yeah. deadlines normally in end of February, and then season ends beginning of April. So yeah, yeah. So, so, the, so the last game in February is the second. Um, just for the okay. league in general, um, yeah, four games that night. Um, do you think maybe? the ducks wait to see where they are oh yeah until that time and yes. if you know it's looking like they're going to be a playoff team say to Raquel hey we'd like to keep you around or something like that or mm-hmm. talk about extension yeah um or if they're you know if they've fallen off kind of thing right and then it doesn't look good then kind of bring back the idea of if he would like to move or if the Ducks think they can get something for him, kind of thing. So I don't yeah, know. Does that does yeah. that seem like a good date, or would you say like the start of January, like just after Christmas, kind of thing? Um, I, 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 think if the, I think if it's obvious that the team took a step back and this win streak was just you know everybody firing kind of on all cylinders at the same time, and then we kind of regress back to I don't know five hundred or so um, before January, and that seems like the norm, then I'd I'd say it, it might be time to look at some early early trades but yeah if this team stays relatively above 500 we'll stay about 600 i think they're about like 6 650 right now um in terms of points percentage um, then then you 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 would yeah. be more comfortable waiting a little longer um mm-hmm. but i don't think there would really be a rush to move on from any guys yeah uh ducks are currently uh 10 5 and 3 18 games played uh, 23 points, good for third in the Pacific Division with a 639 points percentage. Okay, yeah. So that, that loss to Carolina hurt them a little bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah no, like which is it's still like a, a really solid record. Obviously, yeah. Like if you're um, around 600, like you're a you're a decent team in the NHL. So yeah, and I was gonna say too though, I was looking at the standings today. So Vegas has been getting better, right? Mm-hmm. With some guys coming back and whatnot. Uh, they are currently sitting in the first wild card spot, 18 games played, so same as us, mm-hmm. uh, at the time of this recording anyway. Uh, 11 wins, 7 losses, 0 overtime losses for 22 points. So those those games that we're, f- like, we're able to force to overtime or that sort mm-hmm. of thing, as much as it's better to obviously get the 2 points, yeah, those overtime losses do matter, right? In the yeah. grand scheme of things. Like those... Yeah, like those overtime losses are what's keeping us ahead right now of the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if as opposed much to regulation longer, losses, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see if this team gets back on the uh, the winning train here. So yeah, they say that good teams don't lose like 
two games in a row or three games in a row. So, uh, I mean, we play Nashville next. That should be a winnable game. Colorado, yeah. maybe. I don't know. They've been kind of up and down all season. Um, we'll, we'll talk about those a little bit later. But, we'll, I, I mean, if we lose against Nashville, I don't like our chances against Colorado, and that's three losses in a row. And then you start yeah. to evaluate is this team for real? And they'll probably be thinking the same thing as well. So yeah, it's a, uh, I think these next couple games are, are must win games just for the morale of the season is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The morale of the season and to kind of know of like, yeah, is this team for real? So it'll yeah. be a good test for sure. So mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, not to say that Colorado or uh, Carolina wasn't though. Right. Like yeah. you're talking last episode, they were second in the league and mm-hmm. we, kept them within one goal, right? Like they had empty net chances and they didn't convert on them. And really the goal that put them ahead was really just an unlucky bounce from behind the net that bounced off of Gibson, right? So I I I don't see that. Obviously quite a bit of skill and hockey IQ involved. Yeah. But you're right. Like it, it it is quite lucky for it to bounce off of Gibson right into the net, especially when he's there and still tracking the puck. Like, yeah, exactly. And just some unlucky bounces our way, right? Like Zegers had a, perfect opportunity on a rebound in the second period there that just you know bouncing puck and it's it's screwed yeah. over so yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah hockey's like it, it's not but it is a game of chance at the same time so to some extent yeah yeah what's so, the what's the saying happened. that they uh that they say all the time in the nhl games like or it's ray ferraro's favorite he says it on like every broadcast i've ever seen uh, ray ferraro and it's like you got to be good to be lucky and, yeah, and lucky, lucky to be, be good, good or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So, so the, it's a basically it's a mix between skill and luck. Like, yeah, you still have to be a good team, but you also have to be a lucky team. Yeah, exactly. To some extent. So, um, yeah. Is, is there anything else you want to say about Carolina here? Actually, shut up. I want to say something. All right. I, <laughs> no I, I have nothing else Enough to say anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I mean, I just wanted to kind of say like. This this game easily could have went the other way, just like how you, oh, yeah. what you said about the unlucky bounces. Like we get a couple bounces our way, and I think we win this game. I, I don't want to say we were the better team, but we we were close. There was points where we were the better team, yeah. especially that first period. We were all over Carolina. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, like and- what were the shots? Like we had like seventeen shots in the first period or something like that. That's insane. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. Yeah, I think it was like seventeen ten were the shots um, in the first for uh, in favor of us here, uh, and then we kind of fell off a little bit in the other two periods. But seventeen um, eleven, sorry, were mm. the shots in the first, and then twelve nine Carolina in the second, and eight six in the third. So that was obviously a tighter period, which we kind of saw. But I, I just liked how many shots we were putting on net. I think at one point too, they were like ten to two were the shots like we came out hot just, just putting hot, everything yeah. on net which i think we had to do against carolina established that we're here to play and, and we looked really really good but yeah it, it just came down to like you said a couple unlucky bounces but this game easily could have went the other way i think which is impressive oh, yeah. that we were able to hold our own against carolina who's been awesome this year and awesome the last few years as well yeah as much as it is a loss you have to remember that we like it was a loss after an eight game winning streak. I think yeah. a nine game point streak or nine or 10, ten. game point streak. Yeah. Ten. Yep. Like that's not something to scoff at by any means. Right. Like no. it, I do, st- I personally still have confidence in this team. Like it is, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see obviously if this was a f- bit of a flash in the pan, mm-hmm. 
But from what I was seeing, though, it's it's not like Montreal last year with the playoffs flash in the pan, right? Where just everything worked out for them. You can fit, yeah. you can actually see this team has the effort, has the talent to continue something like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm feeling confident for now. Check on me around Christmas time. <laughs> so we'll <see> what's up. <laughs> sounds Bye. good. Um, Okay, we got a couple uh, news points to hit as well as upcoming games and, of course, what's quacking. Uh, but before we get to that, let's take a quick break and we'll see you guys on the other side. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or an awesome deflection. However they light the lamp, either team, you win. It's easy money. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 free bets if either team scores. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Minimum per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. A couple news points for us to hit here. First of all, Mason McTavish sent back to the Peterborough Peets in the OHL uh, after playing his nine games in the NHL, which he's allowed before um, his ELC kicks in. So um, I doubt we'll see him back uh, at any point this season just because if he comes back for even one more game, um, we burn in a year off his ELC. And I think it's I there's some weird rule with the playoffs. Don't quote me on this one. I think <laughs> it's I think he might be allowed to come back for the playoffs. Yes, he can. He can. Yeah. Yeah. Because the playoffs, yeah, just not the regular season. Yeah, yeah. The the NHL is weird in that sense. Because like, like say like players pay. That's for the regular season. That's for those eighty two games. Mm-hmm. If you make the playoffs, there's like playoff bonuses or that. Yeah. But at that point, you're almost playing for free, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's where like, yeah, you're able to say, um, have you know players like like McTavish potentially come back. Mm-hmm. kind of thing to join the team and um, whatnot, because that technically isn't them getting paid from their contracts. It's yeah, the whole thing. So yeah, it, it's very weird when you actually think about it, but yeah. obviously the players want to play in the playoffs more than the regular season anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. Like so, look at Kucherov like last year, he didn't play a single regular season game, but then played every playoff game. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm even thinking of like Nick Robertson a few years ago. Uh, I think it was in the bubble with the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Yeah. Um, where he came up like and was a, in the lineup for the bubble, but hadn't played a game or anything like that, but was good enough to go into those playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Or so, Kale McCarr even. Yeah, Kale McCarr is another example. Uh, like was made his NHL debut in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So against the, I believe that was, that was the year that they played Calgary in the first round, I think. Calgary was yes. first in the West. So, like, yeah. yeah, they bring in this, yeah, like, 
Calgary native. That's pretty cool, I guess, for him, right? And be like, yeah, true. Yeah, you know what? We're going to slot you second line defense uh, in the first round of the playoffs against the mm-hmm. first, like, against the best team, team like, in the West. <laughs> yeah, against the best team in the West. I think who was like at the time was it was only like two points away from like first place in the league. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it just kind of depends on what you're thinking of your prospects and stuff like that. So, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd be interested to see if he does come back. If we make the playoffs again, that's still months away. We'll have to see what happens, but yeah. Um, it also depends you, on yeah. the, the OHL as well. Like if, yeah, if their true. team makes the playoffs too. So yeah. And he, he's going to go back and just light it up. There's somebody else oh, that he's dude. with there in Peterborough that people are just like, Holy fuck it. OHL look out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to light it up there. And to those who are kind of freaking out about this, it's not a bad thing. This is not a bad no. thing by any means. And this is actually a move that I was happy that they made personally. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy still put up three points in nine games. That's that's pretty good, honestly. Yeah, for and, an and he was very noticeable as well. Yeah, for an 18-year-old, that's great. Yeah, that's one thing but, too. I totally forgot he was 18 yeah, until I, I like, he read was the article. He just drafted yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, like... we. As as great as he can be for us, it's okay to let him go back mm-hmm. and go back to his natural position at center, right? Yeah. Develop a little bit more in that respect. Absolutely tear it up. And he also, one thing that the Ducks had said in their statement about it, though, was that it gives him a chance to go represent Canada for the World Junior Championship. That too. That, which, which as a Canadian, huge. that makes me fucking happy. Right, yeah. like I want to see another stack team. I would like another gold medal, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it gives that a bit more of an opportunity, right? Instead of okay, we're gonna pull him from the Ducks for the World Juniors and um, have it be a detriment to us, right? It's like we can have him yeah. pulled. We have guys who can fill in that role for now. Let him develop more to become like the third fourth punch like dude this year just prospects and like young guys have been looking so great for us like yeah. i don't even know honestly how you would rank between like i feel like troy terry is first at the moment but then you have you know zegris drysdale yeah mctavish now right like it's the, the future looks bright obviously mm-hmm. so it's this is not a bad thing not everybody is ready to automatically jump in McTavish yeah. looks like he's close, but yeah. not quite what the Ducks are looking for just yet, and that's mm. totally okay. Yeah, you you um, can was, see that he's able to at least keep up with the NHL game. But yeah, obviously being the youngest guy out there is it's very difficult to keep up with guys that are in their prime, like in their mid twenties. Yeah. Like you're you're just not built to be able to play with those guys yet. It's like it would, it would be comparable to like seven and eight-year-olds in minor hockey playing against the, the next tier up of nine or ten-year-olds. Like, they're yeah. going to get fucking stomped just because there's yeah, the that age part. gap. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. obviously less once once you get into your um, teens and early adulthood. But, like, the, this kid, now that he's got the taste of the uh, NHL, when he goes back to the OHL, he's going to be like, okay, I know what it takes to win in the NHL, and I'm just yeah. going to play that way in the OHL and just decimate everybody exactly. that he plays against. So Yeah, exactly. Um, and just to clarify something, because not everybody, this is more just for those who maybe don't know or something like that. There was the question brought up uh, on the Ducks post of why not send him down to San Diego instead. Um, and this mm-hmm. is just, just a clarify kind of thing. Obviously not a 
not trying to be gatekeepy or anything like that. Just yeah. to clarify, the NHL and the CHL, Canadian Hockey League, which is comprised of the WHL, Western Hockey League, mm-hmm. the OHL, Ontario Hockey League, and the QMJHL, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, the NHL and the CHL have a deal, which I believe was actually just renewed this summer as well, uh, like a development deal, that mm-hmm. any player who has not played four years of junior or um, is under the age of 20 is able to go back to the CHL to de- like to develop instead. Yeah. Um, so compare that to the difference of Trevor Zegras last year. He was playing within the U.S. National Development Program. Right, that's not the CHL, so that's why he was able to go to San Diego instead. Yeah. So, just to clarify that for anybody who might have been still confused or that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just I've seen that comment, and um, again, not as many people know about you know like those uh, behind the scenes deals and stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Sort of things. So, just wanted to clarify that for anybody who might have been curious as to why um, he wasn't going down to the Gulls and, uh, uh, instead. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I was just looking to see if he'd uh, played any games in the OHL yet. Um, nope. It looks like the Peterborough Peets just played this afternoon. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, Sorry, I thought you meant like before Sunday. the Ducks. That, that's why I said no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Sunday afternoon, I guess this is, they beat the Ottawa 67s 9-3, but it doesn't look like oh. <laughs> McTavish uh, was even in the lineup. So <laughs> look out. Jeez. And then add McTavish to the, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, that could have been like, that could have been bad for the 67s. If you yeah, very. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to look Damn. at the standings to see kind of where the the Pete's sit. Um, Pretty sure they're in like the top five. Um, I don't follow the OHL too heavily, but they, they actually are fifth in their division. Okay, yeah. But uh, there's only five teams in the division, so it's actually oh. not good. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, wow, I was very wrong. <laughs> in 16 games, they have a five, ten, and one record. Um, in their division, the 67 is a 10, 7, and 0 record. Uh, 10, 7, 0, and oh. 1. So a shootout <laughs> loss in, in 18 games. But, um, so yeah, kind of weird, but looks like, uh, yeah, just kind of a weird upset game, I guess. So on a Mason McCavish will definitely help. <laughs> I, I think he should. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, sweet. Yeah. So we'll definitely keep following the Pete's here in the OHL and, um, let you guys know. How he's doing, just like we've done with Zegris in the past, and um, yeah, you know how dominant McTavish is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, Max Comtois. Uh, he's out now for six weeks after having hand surgery. Um, to fix a broken hand that it sounds like he's kind of been playing through. So, and that kind of makes sense now with him just not quite being there. It seems like yeah. Um, just, he was playing at not a hundred percent. So yeah. So which I don't get why he was even playing then if it looked like he needed surgery but i don't know that's one thing that I kind of stuff understand, could, yeah that kind of stuff confuses me unless he's thinking that uh you know he was able to play through it and stuff mm-hmm. like that which i understand i've done that myself in my career yeah and probably not in good situations either yeah um but uh yes yeah, that's one of the things i can only think of because otherwise it would be mm-hmm. like well or like beginning of the season i understand like the american thanksgiving mark and stuff like that but yeah yeah i i have no idea so it's possible too that it actually wasn't as bad and then just trying to play through it and let it heal on its own made it worse 
Um, yeah, that could be. So, yeah, it, it's possible he started the season at like 90 or 95% and then it just deteriorated, it just deteriorated yeah. as the season went on and was like, okay, fuck it, I just need to take get the surgery now and, and take, some yeah. six, take six weeks off. So uh, we really don't know and, and we probably never will know, but um, I'm hoping that that's kind of the result of the lack of production and then when he comes back in, I guess that would be probably beginning of January yeah, um, ish. Then he he comes back and turns into the Comtois we saw last season because I think yeah. that would be huge for this team. That would be Just great, massive. Love to see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, upcoming games. Um, as we already said, Monday against Nashville. That game's at five p.m. Pacific, and then Wednesday we play Colorado at six p.m. Pacific. We actually have four games this week. We play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Oh which damn! Is, uh, which is cool because considering we only I think had two games this last week yeah tuesday and thursday so yeah so yeah i'm excited for that got a little more ducks hockey a couple games to talk about next episode it's gonna be good um very good and i guess yeah the next episode we will be doing i guess during the be, colorado game yeah or it'd be after i guess if, we can do it after. is what we have done in the past so. yeah we'll do it after sure um yeah so yeah i was gonna say if we if we uh we weren't crammed at the end of a semester here. We will try to set up a watch along at some point. I think I'd like yeah, to do yeah. that. So just yeah, this sure. doesn't look like a great time at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> so, I was asked by uh, by Josh at THPN if I wanted to do one. Uh, it was actually for like the Calgary Chicago game on Tuesday. Oh yeah, and I was like, I'm actually going to be at that game, but I also don't think I'll be able to really do any more in November just with school right now. Which yeah. sucks because I did enjoy doing a few of those this month, but yeah, um, yeah. Nashville is going to be interesting. They've kind of been on the upswing. It looks like yeah. they are now in the that second wild card position. Nineteen points in seventeen games, nine seven and one record. Um, they, I know they got stomped by uh, the Canadians. Uh, that was last night, I think. But um, yeah, it was last night. Well, it was five one, six three, or six three. Yeah, it, it was five one at one point. For sure, mm. yeah, mm. Um, yeah. That was I was kind of following that game just a little bit, but um, yeah, it was like five nothing at one point, and then Duchesne <laughs> got a like a natural hat trick in the third, and then they ended up losing. Oh, jeez. Okay, that's why they were talking about Duchesne. I yeah, I came yeah. into that game way late, so yeah, damn, it, yeah. It was. It seemed like a very weird game. I, w- I kind of would have liked to watch it and see why Montreal was able to score five goals, like or six <laughs> goals. Like, where the fuck did that come from? But, yeah, jeez. Um, but besides that, Nashville's looked pretty good. Saros has been decent to start the year, to say the least. Um, yeah. But I think it's still a winnable game. You know, obviously we're not riding the, the high from that eight-game win streak anymore, but... we got. I think we have a chance. I think so, I, too. Again, I, I feel confident in this team right now. Like, yeah. every game feels like a game we could win right mm-hmm. now to me, so... Yeah, absolutely, and... Maybe we'll have a solid bounce back game after uh, Carolina. I really hope so. Anyways, but yeah, because that wasn't even a bad game. It was just more no. the result. That was really it. So yeah, but yeah, get a get a good game against Nashville. Going to Colorado, which I if I remember correctly, we did decent against them last season. Actually, surprisingly, um, they were yeah. the one team we were able to kind of play with and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I don't. Colorado's been yeah weird this year like they have been it's, yeah it's hard to count them out when their their top guys are mckinnon rantanen 
Landeskog, Makar, just to name a few. And then their goaltender is Darcy Kemper. But just as a whole, the team hasn't really been there. They're currently sitting uh, two points out of a playoff spot. Only played 14 games, so a few games in hand, but 8-5-1 and record. But they've just had some bad losses and against teams that they shouldn't lose against yeah really so it's just been a weird season for them but like i said you can't count them out so i I really don't know how this game is going to go i don't know what to expect yeah i i have no idea either like i said just i'm confident in the team right now actually so i think we can at least get i feel i feel confident enough to say at least a point i know that's not saying a whole lot I feel like we could get yeah. two out of four points here, though. At least. I, I hope so. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I was just looking to see if they're on a back-to-back. Uh, it does not look like it. They play Ottawa on Monday, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Ooh, yeah. If they if they really just drop the ball against a not-so-great Ottawa team. Um, They've also been dealing with COVID lately e- as well. Yeah, like, exactly. They had to cancel a couple games and stuff like that just because of the amount of cases that they still had so yeah so i i don't know it i mean ottawa could come back and be like we're we're done with covid like yeah last week sucked (laughs) like let's just take it to the colorado avalanche and then they just don't know what to do or they could just still be tired from um their week off not tired but like groggy groggy out of shape i I don't know over rested i don't know the, the right word but uh, and then Colorado, Colorado just stomps them. I really don't know, but it'll be out interesting to follow. Yeah, out of practice. Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow though to see how Colorado plays against that Ottawa team, and maybe if they they lose, they get all down on themselves, and then we just slap them in the face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with some Troy Terry magic, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I I really want to see like obviously individual stuff doesn't or shouldn't come before team stuff. I just want I want to see Terry get this record. I want to see it. Yeah. I honestly I think that records it's possible. Are, I think that the records like the individual ones are a big part of that team's success on the 8 game win streak. Like yeah. look at all the assists that gets laugh picked up in that time frame. It yeah. it started that win streak started with him taking the franchise record in points and it and it ended with him getting that uh that 1000 point milestone. Yeah. That that can't be a coincidence. Right? No, I don't think so either. Yeah. So now that Terry is kind of, I don't want to say pushing, front and center, but but he's pushing for a record now. Like, yeah, like I I can see him getting a lot more looks, both in time on ice from like the coaching staff and um, maybe trying to force some passes through to to him, which yeah. I, I'm okay with it because he's playing with Getzlaff, so Getzlaff yeah, can exactly. force as many passes through as he wants, and even if only half of them work out, I have no issue with him trying. But yeah. Also, Terry's kind of been he he's been sniffing. Like you can tell he's yeah. he wants the puck and he's always around the net and looking. So I, I can see once he hits that, we could go on a bit of a streak maybe now until he hits that record and then maybe we might drop off a little bit. But I think individual records are kind of pushing this team now. Like yeah. the team was playing for Gets Laugh and now I think they're good. the team is gonna play for Terry. Yeah. I, I could I could very much see that. So yeah, and then the rest of the season play for Gibson because don't want that man to go through the stress of last year again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I I think every night is playing for Gibson. Honestly, yeah, like, really. <laughs> honestly, I know that we can't do it, but if he sticks around and after Getzlaff leaves, I honestly think that we shouldn't 
name an official captain, and we should give Gibson the C. Like, you think so? I, I think so. Pull, he, pull a little Wongo from uh, yeah. in the early 2010s? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I know I asked you a few weeks ago like what the A on his mask was for, and then you were like, oh, it's Captain America, you idiot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly thought that idiot, it was for... Come on. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was an A for like alternate captain, like kind of unofficial yeah. al- alternate captain, right? So... And and he's been around for a long time. He's very vocal, I think, and I can see him just kind of as a bit of a leader in the dressing room and on the ice. He's he's always talking to the players and kind of getting involved in plays and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I think that at the very least, he should be given an alternate captaincy. Um, yeah. But e- even C, I could see, at least until Zegris is ready. I don't know, but... You think it's going to be Zegers? If we're I looking mean, like way into the future? You look at what he does on, like, say, the power play already, how he's kind of uh, directing directing the play a little bit and how vocal he is on the bench and on the ice. I, he definitely has the qualities okay. of a leader. So, okay. It's obviously, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't doubting it. I was just, no, no, I just kind of curious. So. Yeah, it, I think it's too early to name him captain now. Yeah, it's but, way too early. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think... I mean, I could see him being an A... Next season or the season after, yeah. Depending, I mean, you can't really take it away from Silverberg or Fowler or whatever. But yeah. once the spot opens up, I can see him getting one. Yeah, but then again, not to say that like the guy who's been around the longest is the one to get it. No, right? So, yeah. I, and I, mean, I, I know, I know, he was pissed about it. But like, take a look in St. Louis, right? It was given to Ryan O'Reilly over uh, Tarasenko. Yeah. But, yeah, so, or so. even or even Brady Kachuk, right? I guess he's kind of one of the longer tenured now, but like, oh well, yeah, he was, just <laughs> it's a little it, different. he was just giving it in Ottawa, right? And the guy's like twenty three, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, or I mean, they're not at that level, obviously, but both Crosby and McDavid in their second seasons being given the C, or even Landeskog, right? Because he was the mm-hmm. youngest actually for a while there until he uh, was, McDavid yeah. took it. Yeah, so, but it's just I think it's more just if you have those qualities, so. Yeah, and, and I see that with Zegris. So, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know with how how much they seem to baby him and like take him just one step at a time. I, I could see him getting the A for a couple of years first, but yeah. yeah, honestly, more than Zegris, my front runners. If I had had to pick like a young guy to be mm-hmm. it, Terry or Drysdale. Uh, yeah, best. yeah, I think so too. I yeah. I haven't really seen much in terms of like leadership on the ice from them and obviously we don't see anything from from off the ice but i mm-hmm. I, I would be i wouldn't be surprised if they got um an a or a c so because yeah. they are huge parts of this team obviously so mm-hmm. yeah and 100% like I, I guess also you give certain letters to players that maybe aren't like your traditional vocal in the dressing room kind of leaders but like lead by example on the ice kind of leaders and Terry yeah. Drysdale are definitely that so yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll have to dive into that more. I think in the off season, depending on yeah, if Getzlaff but, comes back and trades yeah, basically and stuff let's like let's that. so let's let's hold it until we figure out if Getzlaff's coming back. Or not, yeah, or if, he's, <laughs> if he's gone. So yeah, that'll be but, some good off season content for us. So, um, anything else you want to add about these upcoming games? I think we got a little distracted there, but yeah, no, I think I'm I'm good with it. So, like I said. I'm I'm confident actually going into these games. So okay. Um, well, before last we year, a- me would be like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would not look good. But no. I'm glad that you're confident. So yeah. uh, before we get into what's quacking here, let's take another quick break, and uh, then we'll talk about uh, 
just random bullshit like we obviously <laughs> like we always do. do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagles of Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. And the, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts. In that promo there, they talked Letterkenny really quickly, and that mm-hmm. was, uh, oh, I forget the actor's name offhand, though, but I, I, I could recognize who it was. Um, mm-hmm. This week, they announced that the 10th season of Letterkenny is coming out on Christmas Day here in, in Canada, nice. Boxing Day in the States. I am excited for another season of that show, and I'll probably binge it within a day. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> I can't believe they're on season 10. I don't think I've watched since like season four or five, but um, yeah. Well, I guess, like, I guess, like, each season, they're kind of like half year ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're pretty short. Like, yeah. Like, what, six episodes? Yeah. Something like that, six or eight. So they're yeah. not, yeah, they're not very long. They're only like 20 minutes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a show I want. Like, it, it's, it's dumb, but it's still kind of so, entertaining. Yeah. So. And it's it's very relatable, like for us because where we're from originally, I feel like is very much letter <laughs> on a little bit of a larger scale. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you haven't seen Letterkenny yet, it is honest, honestly one of the better TV shows I feel like to come out of Canada. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, you definitely got to check it out. So yeah, I'll, I'll give those guys a, give those guys a shout out. I love that show. And uh, I did get to go see it live uh, a few years ago when it came through town. Mm-hmm. And that was great. And um, yeah, girlfriend had won uh, like VIP meet and greets before the show and stuff like that and got to meet the cast and whatever. So that was, uh, it was really cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, the best was cool. the, the best was the coach telling me that's fucking embarrassing. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd asked him to say, I, I was one of those people. I asked him to yeah. say the line, right? And he's like, well, I yeah. can't yell right now. And I'm like, no, you don't have to yell. I just want to hear it. <laughs> I was like, I coach like a, I was like a university intramural team. And they like when I act like you. And so I just got a clip of him just, it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. All, All right. right. For what's quacking here, you got a, you got something that's uh, going to learn us something today. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, gonna, yeah. Get you're hashtag educated. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so IGN had put out this article uh, with the title of Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet Snap in Infinity War and I guess Endgame, even though he didn't snap, uh, was impossible, scientists say. And right away you look at that headline and you're like, well, no shit kind of deal. But I wanted to read the actual article to see what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I understand the science behind it. So it's basically the talk that uh, this was a uh, a research study by the Georgia Institute of Technology um, that yeah found that the act of Thanos snapping his fingers while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet was actually impossible to pull off. Um, so just going into the the science of this basically. 
So a finger snap is the fastest acceleration of the human body ever measured. Uh, and the physics involved should be impossible for Thanos while wearing the gauntlet. Uh, so yeah, the but study, he's not human. So like, no, but the study says out. the study says the acceleration of a, of a finger while it's snapping is incredibly high, three times as fast as the acceleration of a professional baseball player's arm during a pitch. A snap Jeez. only takes seven milliseconds, which is more than twenty times faster than the blink of an eye. In order to pull off such a fast maneuver, the science or the study says that the most important component is friction. Researchers found that attempting to snap while wearing metal gloves doesn't generate enough friction. Okay, wait. They made people put metal gloves on and ask them to snap? Apparently. Wild. Where do you even find metal gloves? I'm sure you just get them built by an Asgardian blacksmith, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's pretty much just because of the gauntlet itself. He wouldn't be able to snap. Hmm. So, which I, I love the science behind it. Like there's even like, there's a, there's been a couple like specials, I guess, for like the science of star Wars and people yeah. showing like how close we could be to a real lightsaber and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and it seems like the problem with that right now, is not enough kyber crystals. I mean that, but it's <laughs> it's trying to it, it's possible to create essentially like a lightsaber beam, um, but it has to be between like two circuits essentially. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like lightsaber is just coming from one end, so it's like how do you yeah. get that to stop at a certain point and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like in a way, that science is actually kind of close and mm -hmm. stuff like that like you just it, it's I, like i like that kind of stuff of like here let's take yeah. something that's totally not realistic and see if we can actually make it realistic so mm -hmm. there was another thing i saw as well this week that apparently scientists are actually like very close to basically be able, being able to like create a jurassic park and everybody in the comments is like did they not watch the movies like why we, would you want to do not that? be doing this no <laughs> That's, that's an awful whole, idea. The whole point of the movies is to say, do not do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we're going that's on insane. six movies now about that. Yeah. Um, the best, though, about this, though, was the Twitter comments, I felt like. Oh, of uh, course. For the, for the Thanos snapping his fingers. Because, yeah, you read just the headline. And that's what a lot of people do that will react to just the headline, right? And be yeah. like, you know, but that's where some of the best content comes from, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, one of the <laughs> I really like this one though. If it's impossible, then how did Thanos do it? Checkmate scientists. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we find here though? Um, <laughs> this one, this one was probably my favorite. You know what else is impossible? The existence of a purple eight foot tall alien that has a ball sack for a chin. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody replied though, that's not quite true there might be a thanos or there might or there might not be the universe is too fast vast for us to know mm -hmm. it's got a point yeah like, exactly. that is, that's the whole idea of no the multiverse, idea. right you have no idea what's going on right now yeah um for yourself in another another universe another timeline kind of thing right like mm -hmm. instead of you know in, instead of me sitting here talking about the ducks or that i could actually be a player on the ducks like you you don't know right in okay well let's try reality. and keep things realistic here <laughs> <laughs> but like just 
So, so you're saying that's not as realistic as a purple <laughs> alien with picking <Yes. laughs> a bunch of magic stones and eliminating half of life in the universe. All right. That's that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Burn. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites, though, was like this thread um, that was, you know, like, this is this is the idea of like you know not everything is clumped into one right you have mm-hmm. different categories and stuff like that so somebody had commented shouldn't scientists be trying to find a cure for cancer or something like <laughs> instead of doing this and someone replies I mean not all scientists research cancer like I don't see a physicist or a marine biologist doing much for cancer research and so then somebody replied to that like this just became a joke basically in this thread. Uh, still, they sh- uh, should be researching and just spending more time on more important shit than how a device from a fictional story works. Uh, oh, I went into a completely different thread here on this one, actually. Somebody <laughs> then goes, well, with that logic, you should be doing more important shit, too. But here you are. <laughs> That's not the one I was going oh, for. Man. Twitter but, comments um, are awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Twitter's great, honestly. Um Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. Uh, maybe that's why we still haven't found a cure. We need to get all the top physicists and marine biologists on curing cancer ASAP. And the one guy's like, I'll tell one of my professors to start searching the coral for a cure. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff like that. But yeah, Imagine just if it was that obvious. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Just, like, rub some coral on your skin and boom. Oh, my you're God. Cured. Um, I like this one because it kind of falls in line with like, uh, like those explain a movie badly kind of thing and guess the movie. So it's like Purple oh, Man yeah. from Space who speaks English, snaps fingers in a magic glove made by a legendary Asgardian blacksmith and destroys half of all life with a power of six magic stones is impossible. Money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I think realistically though, like you, you could just chalk it up to him having the power stone. I don't. I guess not. I was, I was actually but. just gonna say somebody put a comment in here that kind of puts like a real life science into the impossible aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanos snapping would not be possible according to physics. Gee, if only he had some sort of magic glove and stone that allowed him to break the laws of physics, which yeah. we saw him do, right? Yeah, exactly. So makes it, it makes it possible, right? So because you'd mm-hmm. you'd put the same argument to Iron Man doing the snap as well, right? Or the Hulk because they had the gauntlet on, right? They had a piece yeah. of metal on their fingers, yeah, or on their hands, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're literally the master of everything in the universe at that yeah, point. Like, exactly. If they want to snap their fingers, they can snap their fingers if they want. Like, yeah, like so. they they can make it happen. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I was just. Yeah, I was just loving going through like the comments, especially. I like the science behind it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the comments are the best part. Just even something as simple as no shit, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody comments, I've heard Captain Obvious is said for their own origin story in phase five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> Captain Obvious and Spider Man need a team up. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect pairing for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Or, or, or Deadpool and Captain Obvious, and Spider Man. All three. Yeah, but I was gonna together. say once we have Deadpool in this universe, though, as well, I need a Deadpool Spider Man team up because oh, those yeah. like those comics where that happened, those are great. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, because it's like it's 
it's Spider-Man who's the jokester and everything like that being mm-hmm. so sick of the jokes that Deadpool's pulling off basically. Yeah. It's like it just kind of flips everything and it's it's funny to to read. Yeah, so. it's a good dynamic for sure. Um yeah, I'm <laughs> just I'm just like, okay, here's here's one more. So they say the issue is you can't snap fingers with a metal gauntlet due to friction required. But surely, as this is an alien metal with unknown qualities being worn by an alien with unmeasured strength, this is a pointless comparison. On top of the fact that it's all fictional. <laughs> uh, man, I miss, I miss the days when, like, you could just, like... Enjoy something? It, yeah, exactly. Without having, like... People like not not saying the scientist ruined it, but like why like why can't they just like do this study and then people be like, okay, cool. Like why do why do yeah. people have to try and ruin it? You know, I I do also, like fuck the scientists yeah. for trying to ruin my Thanos <laughs> snap. <laughs> I do like this one though. Imagine how surprised they'll get when they study Westview from Wandavision. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, so, I good. do like that. Marvel is like definitely leaning more into their source stuff, right? With just how wild some of the stuff is, mm-hmm. right? And so how like, like, not to say that it's not realistic, but trying to break out of like everything has to be realistic. Yeah, exactly. Because that was such a thing with superhero movies for a while, right? Mainly because mm-hmm. of the Dark Knight trilogy, which yeah, great trilogy, and I love what they did with that. But then everything tried to do it, right? Like the Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. one was kind of trying to do that too, have it be like more grounded and whatnot, and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some properties that I would love to see in like a more grounded sense. Like there was a fan short film that was like, um, it was the Power Rangers actually being like real world grounded and stuff like that. And, um, and that was kind of interesting. And, uh, yeah. they had, um, oh, I forget the actor's name offhand, but, uh, the guy who played like the original green Ranger, white Ranger, uh, Tommy Oliver, um, who's shown up multiple times throughout the series. Um, but I believe he actually shows up in that fan film as like his Tommy Oliver and stuff like that as well. But like in his grittier, more realistic reality, like stuff like that would be kind of cool to see, honestly. So, yeah. but yeah, it definitely yeah, there works, was, but not everything has to be. Yeah. Like, there was right? just that moment with superhero movies that like everything had to be gritty and realistic and stuff mm-hmm. like that to almost a depressing state. Yeah. Um, I think personally with the Marvel movies, the Winter Soldier did it the best, where like it still felt realistic, but obviously still had that um, you know, that superhero feel to it at the same time, right? Yeah. So but because like even the DC movies like tried to do that a little bit with their yeah. universe at first and it didn't work out as mm-hmm. great. Like I like the idea of, you know, what if Superman was actually real kind of thing, like how would humankind react to it and that sort of thing but then i think it kind of had to change a little bit but i don't know mm-hmm. yeah so. i mean some of the better dc movies just are like aren't like that like you look at aquaman like it yeah exactly not, most of it takes place can, in an underwater city that yeah the dude can breathe exist. underwater and talk to fish like. yeah and with like no explanation why it's no, yeah just, no explanation he can yet. do this yeah the, yep. there is no need to ground it in reality as you yeah. say, but like some of the ones like the uh, like the first Superman movies. Not to say that they were bad movies, but they they very much were like this is like the real world, especially the second one. This is like the real world impact that um, that happened because of the first movie. Like, look at all the innocent people that died. Look at all the destruction that was caused. All yeah, this and exactly. That. And it's like okay, but like, can't we just 
pretend that this stuff doesn't matter because it's a superhero movie kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like I, it does create interesting dynamics and whatnot, but yeah. Um, there, there's sometimes where it totally works, like with the Dark Knight, but then when it feels too done by the time you get to like Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. something like that, then it's like, okay, we could use a little bit of a break, something different and whatever. So, yeah, like to compare it to Civil War, because I think that's the more direct comparable. It's not like, they still dealt with some real world impact in in Civil yeah. War, but it wasn't like, I don't know, it, it was just less realistic. It's like, okay, we want to regulate superheroes. And like, okay, now there's two sides of this argument fighting yeah. in, within the superhero world. And it was still a superhero movie that it didn't really have, didn't really deal with those real world issues, but kind of did. Just, yeah. It, it was like the main plot point, but they didn't talk about it all the time, you know? Yeah. and Or even take a look, a look at the first Iron Man movie, right? It was like, instead of being, because that character has real world origins, right? Like in the comics, it was set in like the Vietnam War and stuff like that. But yeah. during the time that it was in 2007, 2008, um, it was Afghanistan or uh, or Iraq. I forget. I think it was Afghanistan that that movie took place in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where it got set in, right? And it was dealing with those ramifications and stuff like that. So yeah. But, but it's not like it was central to the story. It was just yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, setup. So to a point, it was to, to but, a point. Yeah, yeah. So, but then but, after that, then you start to go into the more outlandish that Marvel is, right? But still, yeah. yeah like Marvel always keeps a foot on the ground, at least with having like real cities, right? Like New York and stuff like that, compared mm-hmm. to DC, which is Metropolis, Gotham, stuff like that. So yeah, but. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, we could probably talk about this for. We could. (laughs) But (laughs) bottom line is the Thanos snap couldn't actually happen unless you're an eight foot tall, purple, ball sack chinned alien. But that can break the laws of physics because you have magical rocks. Um, That ball sack joke has been around for so long. And I think it just shows how juvenile my humor is that I still laugh at it. (laughs) It, It's just like farts. It's never not going to be funny. Exactly. Pretty much. So, so. Yeah. Um, but Nate, where can they uh, tell you all about how unrealistic Marvel movies are? <laughs> you can send that to me at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S, and I will tell you that you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can also do that at Quack Report Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and pretty much any social media that you want. Um, and you can follow myself at Carter underscore pods, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for listening and checking it out on YouTube if you've done so. Make sure to like, subscribe, five stars. See you guys next time.